Can I do Jess? Hey guys. First, you get first finally first, first this, this time because I am, yeah, I'm yeah, the only the guest. Only <laughs> we're the only ones on tonight for House of Gucci. House of Gucci is Ridley Scott's second movie this year. He's made a bunch of movies all the way back to the 70s with Alien, all the way up till now with this. Uh, his stuff is mostly of a decently high quality to critically acclaimed. Uh, I'd seen the trailers for this couple months ago. It looked interesting. Cast is it's one of those movies where everyone in the cast is an Academy Award winner or nominee, so they made sure to plaster that all over the place. Uh, so I had intrigue going in about this. I didn't know anything about the, the real-life Gucci family. I don't know much. I don't think I own any clothing or leather products from the uh, Gucci family. But, uh, yeah, did you know anything about this going in, Jess? Um, not really. I saw a movie with Karen about three weeks ago, and I saw this poster at the theater, and I was like, whoa, Lady Gaga's in another movie? And then Karen's like, how do you have a movie podcast and you not know anything? Gee, seriously, <laughs> keep, keep, Karen, just, like, come out here and, like, straighten this out, because this is... <laughs> sometimes... <laughs> last time you heard of a movie, I swear. <laughs> when Patrizia Reggiani, an outsider from humble beginnings, marries into the Gucci family, her unbridled ambition begins to unravel the family legacy and triggers a... Reckless spiral of betrayal, decadence, and revenge. So it is two and a half hours long. It is in theaters now. Uh, this is not an HBO Max one, right? This is theaters only. I'm assuming. I think. Yeah, it's theaters only. Yeah, that's where we we saw it in theaters. Um, so if you have any interest, theaters. Otherwise, you'll have to wait. Uh, and we're going to spoil it here now. So the story centers in 1978 on Patrizia That's, uh That is our Lady Gaga character. She's a woman working at as an office manager for her, small, uh, her father's uh, trucking firm. And at a party one night, she meets Maurizio, who is one of the members of the Gucci family, and he is heir to 50% of the fashion house. So he's obviously very wealthy. And we meet the other members of this family early on, uh, and they are all... Varying degrees of eccentric. Uh, there's the the father of Maurizio, who is Rodolfo. That's Jeremy Irons. And then there's Uncle Aldo. That's Al Pacino. And his son, who is played in very heavy prosthetics and makeup by Jared Leto. That's Paolo. And uh, these are the your five principal characters along oh, with some Oh, that's others. Jared Leto? I was wondering if you knew that going in. If I you thought knew, Jared figured Leto... It out. I thought Jared Leto was the um, American fashion designer, like at the very end. Oh no, I don't. I, I can't even remember which character you're, you're talking about. No, Jared Leto was the one from Texas that like designed the Gucci stuff. Um, oh, that like, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that he was he was the balding with the hair around his wow. head. Because I was over- like, why does Jared Leto have such a small part? Because it, it kind of did look like him. Like, when he was walking down the runway, I was like, oh, that's Jared Leto. Wow. I saw it with uh, Nicole, and she didn't she didn't know Jared Leto was in this at all. And then about halfway through, she's watching, she's like, oh, is that is that Jared Leto? I'm like, yeah, that's, that's Jared Leto. He's wearing all this stuff. And she kind of burst out laughing, because his character is the... Uh, his character is zanier than the rest. Uh, but the whole thing's about Patrizia and how she comes from humble beginnings, but she's kind of a shark. She wants to get in there and kind of gold dig her way up to the family, get power, uh, and it ends up kind of crumbling the family in different ways. And all the, not that the family members are great people either, they all have their flaws. 
And so it's about uh, the uh, rise of Patrizia, the crumbling of the Gucci family, and then what eventually happens at the end to our characters. It's uh, and we're in spoilers. No, it's not really a good ending for anybody. So that's enough to kick us off. What did you think of House of Gucci, Jess? I did not like it at all. I was interested <laughs> in I was interested in seeing it because like Lady Gaga is in it, and it's about fashion and the and the um the trailers made it seem like it was like. I don't know, just something fun and cool to watch. It was not. I was waiting <laughs> for the plot to start. Like, I felt like the entire movie and the plot never started. It was so long and so drawn out and so not interesting. And I was really upset by that. <laughs> uh, I, I think the, if a girl on Nicole Ron, she would echo your, why does every movie nowadays have to be this two and a half hour long epic? She does not like long movies. And this one is... Very long and drags at lots of parts, especially in the middle. Um, I I saw reviews of this going in, and it's at like a 62 on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like that's generous. It should be like I kind of agree. 40s, this is like this 30, kind 40s. Of a bit, yeah, I would go f- I would go like mid-40s. This, is, this movie is a pretty big sloppy mess. Um, it doesn't – it's not very coherent – uh, the, a lot of people are complaining about the accents. Um, yeah, they're kind of all over the place. Everyone, all the main characters are acting like they're in different types of movies. Like Adam Driver's character seems very serious and Lady Gaga's character seems she's out of like a, like a B movie, like, like thriller type of movie. And Jared Leto's character is in like an absurd comedy and the old guys are not kind of phoning it in. It's um, it's kind of a big old sloppy mess of I don't really know. I don't know I what's have, happening. Like, much. I didn't have much criticism on the characters. Like I liked watching them perform, but that's really about it. Like it's just the like plot someone... was, and then the movie was just drawn out. Is there who did you, so who did you like of our? We, I guess we really have like we have like four or five main characters. Who did you like the most? At first, I feel like I liked watching Adam Driver be rich because I feel like there was one movie that I don't think I've I've never watched, but I've always watched like the first twenty minutes. I swear, like five times, is where he's like a bus driver. I have no idea what movie. It oh, is. Patterson, that's a good movie. You should give that another chance. Yeah. I really, really so like that movie. <laughs> so I like I just think of him being like as poor as shit, and then as like a bus driver or whatever. And then I watch this movie, and then he's like. You know, some, like, suave, like, Gucci character. And I, I think it was fun to see that transition. Because he could do both. He could do, like, everything. I think he's really good. I mean, he's in a lot of stuff. And it's he's, he's all over the place now. I've probably seen, like, four. But he movies. still kind of has the same kind of character. Like, it is, like, sl- I mean, Marriage Story, maybe it was a little heightened. But it's always, like, kind of quiet, kind of passive. Like, it's very easily influenced kind of, I don't know, kind of character. Yeah, he's similar. It's interesting, he, especially in the beginning. He is kind of similar to his Patterson character. It's interesting that's uh, the role you thought of. Uh, by the end, he become like his character actually arcs a good amount because by the end, he's kind of a little more like full of himself and a little more like like taking over things. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get his character development because he started off rich, but he didn't really care for his life because I feel like his dad didn't really give him like. The love that he wanted. His mom died. Then he right. met. He didn't even Lady want Gaga. to be in the family. Exactly. He met Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga, who's poor, and it was an easy decision to be removed from his previous life because he loved her so much. And then he really appreciated 
like the community that they had because they were more family oriented and you just had mm-hmm. more fun. And then somehow he got swindled back into like the British lifestyle and then he liked it. And I was like, you were born this way. Like, and <laughs> it was just like, I didn't get how that weaved in and out. I think it's, it's made to look like the, like the Lady Gaga character is like the puppet master pulling everyone's strings and making them do her bidding. Uh, though, though I didn't find her particularly evil until the third act, really. Like before yeah. that, and maybe it's because it's a real, it's a true story, so people know beforehand how she really is. But the movie didn't make it. I mean, she was she was definitely thirsty for him. Like she was definitely trying to. You could tell she was trying to get a go, like get their relationship kicked off, and like she was really pining for him in the beginning there. But I I didn't get the specific. Uh, only in it for money. I thought I thought she kind of liked him, but I guess I guess it really was just for money. I think in the she end. definitely did like him, but I think when she was like, "Oh, you're a Gucci. I'm going to make this work." And yeah, that, that was kind of like <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna really force it there because yeah, like, stalking him in the library, writing her number on the windshield. Um, and then yeah, exactly. What did you think of the other old the other Gucci members? So there's the two old, oldest guys, and then there's the guy who you didn't know is Jared Leto. <laughs> The guy I didn't know is Jared. That's crazy. Did Jared Leto just gain like a lot of weight for that character? Because he's, he's like gained a really and lost slim weight. guy. I th- I don't know how much his prosthetics. There's other roles. There was a movie that like no one saw that I watched and it's it very bad. But he gained like sixty pounds for the role of the guy who played who killed John Lennon, I think. And no one saw it. It didn't make any money. But he gained sixty pounds, and then the next year he lost it all for some other role. Like he remember he was in wow. Dallas. He was in Dallas Buyers Club where he was like super super skinny. Like. He just does whatever it takes for the role, I guess. <laughs> well, committed. Um, committed. <laughs> I think, yeah. I I thought, like, the eccentric cousin, I, I thought he was fine. I mean, Jared Leto played the part really well. It, he doesn't really have a mind of its own, and he's just easily swooned. So I feel like it's kind of hard to gauge how much you really like him. He's just, like, the goof of the family. You're, like, the not the black sheep, but just, like, the crazy one. Yeah, he was. He's he's portrayed by the the other members thinking he's just incompetent. Like his ideas are dumb, and he's all over the place. He doesn't know what he's doing. And I, I when Nicole and I were watching this, the thing that what made us laugh because we had kind of laughed a good amount in this, even though it was very, it was a, not a full theater. And I've heard this. From I other, don't even think I laughed much at all. Like it, I was just so bad. I remember texting Karen in the middle, be like. I, I could really walk out right now. This is so bad. <laughs> well, this is it's it, it's because I think it's because it's the kind of movie that you don't like, which is the so bad it's good movies that other people laugh at the things that are tr- where it's trying and it's kind of awkward. <laughs> that, that I've heard a lot of from critics uh, that like it's like it's re- it's like campy kind of movie. And I before I read that, I was like I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting this kind of movie. I was expecting a much more serious movie. I just saw his last. Uh, Ridley Scott's last movie, which is The Last Duel, which is all about like this medieval uh, final duel in France and the rape of a woman, and it's very serious and it's very good and like well crafted. And then this is like a cartoon show that is like absurd. Like it's kind of uh, there's another movie I was thinking of. It's like a bad American hustle. It's like uh, it's it's very like weird. It, it's so incohesive. I'm I'm shocked at how like weird this movie is. Uh, but the quote I were laughing at that the ex- absurd, extreme accents that Jared Leto's character had, like how he would really strain his lines and kind of go all over the place. Um, so I, I, without him, there the flavor 
there's like a lack of lack of flavor in it. Otherwise, it's just kind of otherwise it's just like old, the old people complaining, and then Patricia like ruining everything. I like the fashion shows. Um, the fashion shows are fun to watch. It makes me want to actually go to like a fashion show like that. Not like I'll ever be invited to one. Um, <laughs> you never know. But I think, yeah, I think what really let's see the the scene that I really like the most is um, where. The, the very last one, where he's riding his bike nonchalantly and then he gets shot. I feel like that they specifically made that, so you watch that scene. Oh, yeah. What he's, it, they kind of had a similar scene in the beginning where he, he, he he's on his bike and he kind of, like, stands on one side on one pedal and, like, kind of coasts around. He does that earlier on, too. I think maybe it's supposed to, like, a, like a parallel shot to the beginning of the story to where he is at the end where it's kind of a full circle. And then, yeah, the, yeah obviously, he gets shot there. Yeah. I like. I'm trying to think what other like what other because th- there, there's also there's a good amount of music in here. Oh, that's another thing. I'm I'm kind of surrogating for Nicole because she wasn't able to be on tonight, but she was complaining about how a lot of the music was like they'd have a couple of songs where like it's a recognizable song, and then they had Italian lyrics, and then they would go straight to an American song, and sometimes they were like really overbearing, like they were just like really like mood killing and like not cohesive with what's, what was going on like I, what was the song that was playing when they got married i can't remember what that song was but it was it was oh, it was, it was very one distract- i recognized it was yeah. well, there's a lot of music i recognized in here they played all like the classic 70s songs that you hear when you watch 70s uh, era movies um oh, i can't remember what it was but it was it was yeah, distracting right. it was like distractingly weird i'm like eh, this is making the scene feel not right like i don't understand what i know you that's so right, because I did have that feeling about a couple other songs. I was like, this song does not fit the mood. Like, why are they playing this? They do it a lot. They play, they, uh, they do it a lot in the beginning, middle part. But yeah, it was very dist- a lot of very distracting choices in here. And then, like, the middle part, so, like, the beginning parts, I think, mildly interesting, but kind of sloppy. And that's when they get together, and they get married, and the father disapproves. Uh, uh, Mauricio's father disapproves, so they get really close with the the out with Aldo, Uncle Aldo. And then at the midpoint of the movie, Aldo uh, Patricia is trying to like uh, she's worried about like counterfeit bags. Like that's a big thing. It's like oh, these people are selling counterfeit bags. I'm like yeah, it's of course they are. It's New York. Every there's counterfeit bags everywhere. I mean, <laughs> this is, what are you talking about? And then uh, uh, Aldo's like, eh, what are you gonna do?" And he and he's like, "It's my company, so it's not yours. Like it's it's up to me." So that's when they start having a falling out, and then that's when she starts to really like take like try to like really take over. And that's also when Mauricio gets sick of her because he meets old old love interest blonde girl. What did you uh, What did you think of all that that part there? Nicole had some strong opinions there. So I thought the blonde girl, I thought she was, like, the eccentric's cousin, like, girlfriend, like, back in the day. I thought she was just kind of, like, dating him for money. So when she came back in the picture, I was like, what is she doing there? I didn't know him and her were ever love interests. Or maybe they were friends that just, like, rekindled something. Mm-hmm. I think they were just bored and lonely and rich, and they just decided to be together. I don't necessarily think that they share the same interests or have, like, a lot of passion for each other. Um but she was just Gatsby. like a very, yeah, she's just a very plain character. They didn't really give her a lot to work with. It's just like a rival of Lady Gaga. And uh, you don't really see anything from her perspective or really see her personality shine. She's just there because she's pretty enriched and a distraction. Yeah, and like, 
I didn't have a very strong reaction to her because at this point, this is the point of the movie where, like, because I'm thinking I'm, like, kind of on Lady Gaga's side. Like, this family is kind of lame and incompetent. I would love to see her take over and see what she would do because I didn't know what happened in real life. So I didn't know what uh, how this was going to end. I knew someone died in it because that hit you over then in the trailers. But I didn't even know who died. I didn't know anything about the real story. I'm assuming you probably didn't either. Uh, no, bef- I didn't even know this was based off of a true story. Until I thought I this said was it fake. at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Yeah, well, until the credits at the end where that actually showed, like, the characters. And I was like, oh, this is actually yeah. based off a true story. Yeah, because I was on her side. And then and once she starts, like, being, like, extra controlling, especially when they're at, like, the ski lodge and they're on the run for a little bit, uh, I start to, like, kind of lose my side with her. And then, But Nicole was very upset uh, with the blonde girl. Like, this, this, there's a scene where she... He, uh, or Maurizio and her go back to like his place, his like nice home, and like they have like their first night together. And Nicole is fuming. She's like, "Oh, that bitch! Just she's walking in there as a home. She's a home wrecker." And I'm like, "I, I, I wish she could have been on to explain this more because I was like, I was kind of with Lady Gaga's character all the way through, and then at the end, I'm like, I don't really think I like her anymore. In fact, I don't think I'd like anybody, and I don't even know if I really like this movie at all anymore. I've got to, it's kind of, it's kind of just not gone anywhere." Yeah, I was never really on everyone on anyone's side or rooting for anyone because there's there was no pull or no motivation that really like intrigued me or inspired me to like root for them. Yeah, it was just watching a bunch of slap, honestly. <laughs> there's also one other character we haven't talked about. Well, there's probably a couple of smaller ones, but the the Selma Hayek character who's like a fortune teller. That she always go to. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, wonder if that's actually true in real life, where they just kind of put her in the movie to for Lady Gaga to get like more intel or a friend or someone else on her side. In real life, she was one of the people arrested for the murders, but I don't know how far... I don't know if their relationship goes back to, like... Because she was talking to her in the beginning, like, in the very on beginning. TV. Before they were <laughs> yeah, she called it on TV. I'm like, that was another scene. I'm just like, there's just something about this that feels, like, so, like, sloppy and, like, TV movie and, like... And there's also cuts in the movie. Like, I don't know if you noticed stuff like this where, like, they're talking and, like, as the very end of the last line of dialogue, it cuts immediately. It doesn't linger at all and it's right to another scene. And it feels like everything was, I don't know, it just feels kind of rushed. It feels like this. no one really gave a shit about making this. Cause it's funny it's, you say it's rushed for such a long movie. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. The, the experience does not feel like a rush, but the uh, the filmmaking feels like it was rushed. It feels like a lot of first takes and there's some like like uh, other continuity errors I noticed. Like when the, the writing on the, uh, when Lady Gaga writes her number on the bike, depending on which shot it is it's the same number but like they're shaped a little different you can obviously tell they're either a reshoot or it's a shoot shot from a different day and it's just like it's just annoying stuff like that when i because i know you, you don't follow i don't know if you know ridley scott stuff but like he makes he made alien he made gladiator these are academy award-winning movies and the movie made earlier this year Rat last duel was excellent and he mostly makes good stuff and this feels like he didn't really care and the actors didn't really care because they're given whatever I know Lady Gaga, like, studied the real woman's voice, the real Patrizia, for, like, a year to prepare for this role. Uh, she sounded wow. kind of Russian to me. I don't know if maybe the real Patrizia speaks with a more Russian accent. She didn't really sound very Italian. I, a lot of confusion 
It just It's uh, funny. In the trailer, I thought they were Russian. And then when I watched the movie, I was like, oh, I must have heard it wrong. It's definitely Italian. Yeah, there's a guy, Gucci, definitely an Italian. <laughs> Everyone's name is very Italian. Um, but it's, yeah, it, and everyone sounds different. Like, and you know, everyone in here is American, except for, of the Gucci family, except for uh, Jeremy Irons is British. Uh, I'm surprised no one cares about that because people nowadays want, you know, accurate representation. I'm surprised I didn't find any Italian actors, but whatever. Um, uh, what's, uh, so towards, so yeah, the, the Fortune Tower lady uh, helps, it's just, it would be weirder if it wasn't true. If it, I guess this is what actually happened. But the fortune teller lady helps her uh, hire these two guys to kill the husband. I guess for to try to get her half of the money back because they're divorced now. But I guess if and I, he's not. Re, well, he's not I don't think she ever signed girl. the papers. So did they ever truly get divorced? Well, yeah, we see that scene where like she refuses to. But I don't know if that means that they were like they they, they actually didn't get divorced. I don't know. Did they get divorced? Let me look see if they got divorced in real life. Because, well, yeah, you're right. They have that scene where, like, she's like, I'm not signing these papers. How dare you come to me? Yeah, and- so I thought it was just, like, a lingering thing where she's like, well, she's just not divorced because uh, she never signed it. So I thought they were still married, and that's why that she tried to kill him because she would get the money. Uh, I mean, but when you get, when you're divorced, like, you still share, like, alimony or whatever that is. Oh yeah, it's, so let's see here. It says uh, shoot, they were divorced in 1994. Uh, part of the divorce settlement, Gucci agreed to pay Patrizia an annual alimony of 1.47 million, which in yeah, see. 94 money, that's pretty good. Uh, by the law, she's no longer to use, allowed to use the Gucci surname, but she can do so anyway, saying, "I still feel like a Gucci." I'm more Gucci than any of them. Okay, so she's kind of a crazy person in real life. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, her and the and the fortune teller and the two guys, they conspire to commit to a murder against Maurizio. I guess maybe either to get more money or to just because she wants revenge because she's uh, kind of seems unhinged at this point. Um, so, yeah. you know, they, they, they have the bike scene. She's drowning herself in the bathtub. Also, Lady Gaga, a lot of bathtub scenes in her movies. She's probably in the bath like three or four times in this. She's in the bath like four or five times in Star Wars Born. There's another movie that I saw I didn't before. even notice that, but you're right. She, I, I, she is, uh, she is frequently bathed. She's well bathed. Uh, but they, the, the Maurizio is murdered. I thought maybe he would survive it. Like I thought maybe it was going to be like an attempted murder thing, but no, that's a real life. He, he is dead. I uh, thought so too. And then like the killer just like slowly, casually, just like shoots him again he's like waits a couple seconds shoots him again usually like a killer is kind of like okay fast shoot you shoot go run no, this guy sucks. <laughs> yeah but it was like so it's such a casual killing <laughs> and he casually he shot the like the doorman too the doorman's like it was about to call the cops and he just shot that guy too i don't know if that would happen to that guy uh because i don't know if that guy lived or died um and also this happens like at this point the movie is very close to over like this happens with like five minutes left in the movie maybe 10 like it's one of the last scenes and at this yeah. point it feels like they're like <laughs> it's gonna keep going it doesn't feel like it's over even though it's been so long it feels like i know i don't know if it's ever gonna end i think it's just gonna keep going <laughs> i think i'm just trapped in this movie now because <laughs> it just feels like it's not the, the end but then we have like one scene where she goes back in the house and kicks out the the blonde girl and i'm like all right that's a weird scene uh, and then there, and then it's pretty much all like after stuff in there, like after, like, uh, you know, she's in court and we get, and that's when we get all the information at the end, uh, what happened in real life. 
the let's see what describe the fate of the characters aldo and paulo so the uncle and the nephew they both died in poverty shortly after they had to sell the remaining shares uh to Maurizio. uh Maurizio also got kicked out of the company we should say right before he got shot the other the other board members kind of edged him out because they didn't like his his new ideas that american fashion show that he ran they weren't they weren't all about that um so he's kicked out and then he obviously he gets shot uh, and then uh, Patricia and all of her crew members are sentenced to somewhere between 20 and 30 years, each of them, for the murder. And uh, Gucci is now fully acquired by InvestCorp. Uh, I think they've switched hands since this movie, or it's not since this movie, but since that incident. Um, and it's successfully managed now because you can still buy Gucci products everywhere. But uh, there are no longer any Gucci family members uh, in the company. So everybody loses. That's the end of the movie, okay, except for the guys who bought Gucci, I guess. Um, so my mom thought at the end that Adam Driver was considering going back to Lady Gaga, and it was ironic that she killed him. And I was like, I don't think so. I think oh, he was just riding no. his bike. I think he yeah. was just riding his bike. He was having his coffee at the little shop. He was finally feeling like, because he'd just gotten kicked out of his company. I think he was just trying to have a nice day. And then, yeah, it did not end well. Yeah, I can kind of see why she thought that, but no, that's not what happened. Because there's just no reason for him to... Because she's just a monster at this point. Like, the, the only time he sees her is when she's, like, begging for him to come, to take her back. And then he, she starts yelling at him. And then she calls him yeah. with all these weird messages. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, there were it, so much unnecessary scenes in this. Like, that was not necessary. I, I don't know what, how to fix this movie. Because usually I have, like, suggestions. And, like, trim this here, add this here, cut this character, expand. I don't know how to fix this. I just think it's kind of a mess. And I don't know... I, I don't know how to tell this story. And I don't know if the story is... I mean, it should be interesting. It's about a rise and fall of a rich family and a rags to riches, like, uh, like sneaky uh, murderer, entrepreneur person. Like, it, it, these, it has all the elements of an interesting story, but I don't... As you, though, usually I would be like, oh, here's what I would do to fix it. I, I don't... It's, it's, I, you have to scrap it. You'd have to scrap this whole That's what I was version. exactly going to say. You have to scrap it all and, and start have, all over. You'd have to start all over. You'd have to do this a completely different way. A, a, a totally different storytelling. Um, yeah. It, it, I mean, it works for enough people. I think the audience score is in the 80s. IMDb is at a 7. And I think above a 7 on IMDb is like pretty solid. So people like this. I don't get it. And I don't, I, I don't fully get it either. It's just kind of slop. Uh, but uh, I, you know that doesn't that doesn't sound very ring endorsement. Just uh, would you recommend House of Gucci? Absolutely not. And I remember my mom fell asleep for a good chunk of it, and then she woke up, and I was like, "You don't even miss anything." Like I, there's nothing even to tell her what happened. <laughs> what well, I mean, what could you say? People were talking in the room about a thing, and I don't know. Like there's just nothing, not, nothing interesting. No interesting. Not a lot of interesting scenes. Uh, that Nicole was actually upset that she couldn't fall asleep because we were at uh, the AMC theater, the dining one that you're familiar with. We were in one of yeah. the smaller theaters that did not have recliner seats. I did not know that when I bought the tickets. And uh, as soon as we sat down, Nicole was like trying to recline. I'm like, I don't think they do that. And she was already in a bad mood. She's like, this is not good. <laughs> I have to sit in a two and a half hour movie and I can't recline. She's, she's very upset off the bat. And I, to be fair, I was also a little concerned. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go, and uh, it was not great. No, I also I also do not recommend House of Gucci. Um, I, I it's mostly shitting on it because there, there's a couple of parts where I thought were fine, and I cut and like I think Jared Leto's performance. If you're going in to see something wacky, 
the scenes he in are definitely wacky. Like he's definitely over the top compared to everyone else. Um, yeah. But it's it's not worth. It's too long and too sloppy to be like to to enjoy like the nuggets of sh- kind of schlocky campiness that I typically like. There's too. The there's... trailer made it seem like so good. Like the trailer. The trailer did really seem super interesting, but I remember watching the trailer and I was like, I don't know what it's about, but it looks good. And that's why the trailer, <laughs> I don't know what it's about because like you couldn't even explain the plot in the trailer because it, it's just, it, it wouldn't work. You couldn't say it. It's nothing more than, yeah, like the, she, she, it's a rise and fall, rise of her, fall of Gucci family, everyone loses. Like you can't really say it. And it's, it takes place over, you know, 15, 20 years and, it's just too. It's too. It's I also too can never much. tell how much time has passed. I just gauged it off of how old the kid looked. That's true. Everyone looks pretty much the same from when they first come out. Like they, they, they do very light work to make anyone age. You know, over the twenty year period this takes, or I guess fifteen year period this takes place. Um, did yeah. your mom like it at all? Other than falling asleep in it. I think she sa- she said she liked it, but I think she was just being nice because I was the one who kept saying I wanted to see it. And I don't think she wanted to be mean and be like, that was terrible. Why'd you make me see it? <laughs> <laughs> you should have led with that was terrible. I'm sorry I made you see that. Um, <laughs> I've had to do that before on the show. Um, so that's two not recommends for House of Gucci. Mine's a little bit softer, not recommend. Just this is a pretty solid one. I think Nicole would probably also not recommend this. Although she, she might actually like it more than either of us. She she was liking parts of it. It's just, for me, it's the, for me, it's the length and the long stretches of nothing. There's just too much. That's what I'm there. saying. There, there's just no plot. Yeah, that's a, like that was my first, um, my first thought or what you said. Like my first remarks on it. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> so yeah. bad. Too long. Too too long. Nothing. So uh, that's how it's Gucci. Uh, I thought this could be up for awards, and it could still be up for I don't know costume or something. It is a fashion movie, but uh, hopefully there are some better uh, awards worthy movies coming up in this month because the last month for Oscar eligibility and. There's, I, there's some more stuff that I'm looking forward to. Uh, and then what are we going to do? Well, we got the draft show coming up. So just got to start remembering the movies you saw this year. I know that I know that's your oh strength. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's uh, very easy for you. And then uh, January, we got our top five show. And then we have like a we're – doing, we're doing a little break in January this year. Usually we would try to cram stuff in there. But I'm like, yeah, you know what, this year let's – Let's just take like a couple weeks off when there's no good movies to talk about. And then we'll come back fresh with listener suggestions. And this is what you can, uh, this is where you can suggest things. Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show, Films with the Women at gmail.com. All right, Jess, thanks for being on for House of Gucci. That was actually better than the characters. (laughs) (laughs) Better than most of the actors of that, yeah. Uh, Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.